This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. just for a moment would you just bow your heads just for a moment here I want to endeavor to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and you know I'm just a man so I can miss it but everybody just keep your heads bowed for a moment I just have a sense that there's somebody here you're facing a very desperate situation and I don't I don't want to embarrass you or do anything but if that's you I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I just want to specifically pray for you. If, if that resonates with you, would you just put your hand up? Okay. You're facing a desperate situation. Okay. Several hands up. If you wouldn't mind, just hold them up just for a moment. Okay. Just as a point of, of agreeing with me in, fa- uh, in faith with this prayer. Now, Father, you see the hands that are raised, but more importantly, you see their heart, you see their situation, you know the circumstances. Father, I have been there when it looked like it was all over, but you are the mighty God. You are able to move in their circumstance, to move in their lives, Father, and turn a hopeless situation around. And now in obedience to the prompting of your Spirit, I do pray for each of these, for a miracle, for a deliverance, for a change, O God, to come forth supernaturally in their circumstance and in their lives. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, you may put your hand down. Thank you. Just want to be obedient to God. Hallelujah. Well, we're talking about growing in our fellowship with God. Amen. And I want to just remind you in Jeremiah 9 what God said. He said, he said, the wise man is not to boast in his wisdom. The strong man is not to boast in his strength and the rich man to boast in his riches. But rather, let the one who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me. Wow. That he understands and knows God. Wow. Boy, that'd be a good reputation to have. Boy, man, we need to get over there and talk to brother so-and-so, talk to sister so-and-so. You know, she understands and knows God. I'm telling you what, those kind of people I want to be close to. I want those in my circle, don't you? (laughs) For I am the Lord who acts with gracious love. See, all these people talking about God's mad and angry, they don't understand no God. He says, he acts with gracious love, with justice and righteousness in the land. I delight in these things, declares the Lord. Amen. So the question today I would ask, as we talk about today specifically, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The reason I want to talk about this is because the Holy Spirit is the one who's present right now. He's the one who's living in us. We know, of course, He is called the Spirit of Jesus, but He's the one who's living in us. He's the one that we, 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 we deal with, as it were, every day in our walk with God. He's the one that we need to learn to hear His voice, as Jesus said. He said, my sheep know my voice. Well, I, my question is, you know, do we? And so the question is, why is it important that we, why is my fellowship with the Holy Spirit so important? Because He's the one who's 
working with us. He's the helper. He's the one who's been sent. He's the one who's living on the inside of us. So many Christians ignore the Holy Spirit. You know? Or when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we get all... That's not the Holy Spirit. You got that off the sci-fi channel. <laughs> you know, we, we, get, we can get, you know, so, you know, spooky. And I think it's because the, the you know, the King James Version, the way it translated it, calling it Holy Ghost, we pro- that's probably where that come from. Well, he's a ghost. <laughs> but you have to understand, in their day, in their culture, the word ghost and spirit was used interchangeably. But it's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the third person of the Godhead. It's the helper that's been sent to us by the Father and by Jesus. And He's the one who's sent to help us in everyday life. Not just when we come to church. Yes, when we come to church. But in everyday life. He's concerned, you know, that job, you know, you're on where the, that boss and that supervisor is giving you holy heck. Can't say hell in church, so I just <laughs> I just did, didn't I? You know, we need to know. So we need to learn what to hear his voice. Let's look over there. I, I referenced it, but let's look in John 10, 27. Now the world makes fun of us Christians when we talk about hearing the Lord. I heard the Lord. You know, even recently, you know, some of the talking heads on cable news were, you know giving somebody a hard time because they talked about, you know, hearing God, hearing the voice of God. Well, I, I read even Oprah Winfrey talks about hearing the voice of God. Well, it must be all right if Oprah's doing it, right? <laughs> I love Oprah. A lot of people get down on her, but you know, hey, she talks about God. She's reaching people that I would never reach. And she talked about hearing the voice of God. Amen. Well, you know, I guarantee in her business, she needs to hear the voice of God. I mean, I'm all for, uh, you know, actors and actresses hearing the voice of God. I sure wish some of the politicians would hear the voice of God. I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, I'm, you know, some people get all upset when somebody talks. Well, I just, you know, listen, just let's leave all the judgment to God. He's the only one with all the facts anyway. Amen. I don't have all the facts. But here's the the fact that matters is what God's Word says. And He says, my sheep, verse 27 there, my sheep listen or hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Christianity is not just about a bunch of rules and regulations and, 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 and customs and all of that stuff that, you know, we're trying to keep up and do right and keep all our ducks in the right. That's not Christianity. Christianity is a relationship with the living God by faith in His Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes to live in us and wants to have fellowship with us. That's Christianity. And if we're not hearing His voice, if we're not listening to His voice, we're not living at the the optimum that we could be in our Christianity. See, it's not weird that somebody's hearing the voice of God. It's weird that more are not hearing the voice of God. That's the weirdness as far as God's point of view is. See, we've 
As the church, we've lived so far below our privileges as children of God that when we see somebody rising up a little bit, we think they're either weird or extraordinary. Amen? But God wants us all to become normal Christians. So what I'm talking about today is normal. This is average. This is not super spiritual. What we're going to talk about today, this is the average Christian. This is where we should be living. This is the norm. You know, they talk about, you know, in testing and everything, what, what are the norms? Well, this is the norm, that His people hear His voice. Boy, that's a pursuit worth pursuing, isn't it? You know, some people think, boy, if I could just know this important person or this shaker and mover in this industry or that industry, and, you know, and that can have its place and its benefit, but how much more to walk with God and to hear His voice. Wow. Listen, God's good at math. God's good at science. God's good at inventions. God's good at relationships. God's good at team building. He's a tremendous coach. He's an awesome mentor. He's a great athlete. Come on. There's nothing He can't do. He's an expert at it all. Come on. I'm try- See, I want us to elevate our thinking. We put God in a religious box, okay, and we take him out on Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, I'm, spe- I'm speaking from a human point of view, but that's what we do sometimes. And then we, you know, we, we leave here and we put him back in the box. And then all this week, we don't think God knows anything about what we're doing. Come on, big God, big, big God. The Holy Spirit resides, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit resides in the born-again human spirit. He resides in you. That's His address. You ought to sometimes, you know, when you're getting up in the morning and you're getting ready, you need to just look in the mirror and say, God's living in you. Man, that's God's address. (laughs) Amen. He desires to speak to you. Look over, you're right there in John. Turn over to John 16. He wants to speak to you. Jesus said here in John 16, verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. That's why I said God knows mathematics. God knows uh, rocket science and propulsion. Amen? God knows physics. He made all the laws of physics. He ought to know them. Amen? He knows the secrets of the universe. He knows all about subatomic science. He knows all about inventions and how to apply them in ways that nobody's thought of yet. God could give you one idea that would make you wealthy for the kingdom. Wouldn't do you any harm either. Amen? Oh, we need to listen. Young people, older people, let's get God out of our box. He will guide you into all truth. 
See, we immediately we put on our religious eyeglasses. We're thinking, oh, well, he's talking about Bible theological truth. Well, he is talking about that, but so much more. How did Jesus walk on the water? With all our advances and all our technology, we still haven't been able to do that. Amen. <laughs> he knew how to what? To manipulate the natural laws so that what? The human body that he was in had buoyancy. You say, how do you do that? I don't know. Go talk to him. Maybe he'll tell you. I don't need to know that. I'm not, you know, it, it's interesting, but that's not really what I'm wanting to know. You might need to know something different than I know. But I want you to, I just want us to expand our thinking this morning about all truth. He will not speak of his own initiative. He will speak what he hears. Notice he said, how many times he says here, he will speak. He will speak. Now, this is in red in my Bible. That means Jesus is talking here. He will, he will not only speak, but he will tell you what is yet to come. Well, that, would, that might be helpful. Instead of us getting blindsided, we can see what's coming. And sometimes if we see what's coming... We can, by the power of the Spirit, we can head it off. Or if not, we can at least be prepared for it. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. He will glorify me, Jesus, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. God wants to make some things known to you. God has a will for your life that is good. That will not only bless you, but bless other people and be a blessing to the kingdom of God of which you are a part. That's where we find our identity. We find our purpose. We find our power. We find our ability. Mm. Because when God tells you to do something, you can do it. Come on. Now, you know, I alluded to the fact about Jesus walking on the water. Well, you know, we can kind of say, well, yeah, but now that was Jesus. So, I mean, you know. But listen, Peter walked on the water. He wasn't Jesus. He was just a man. He walked on the water. Wow. Say that backwards. Wow. He wants to reveal the will of God for you. All that belongs, listen to this, boy, this is, mm. all that belongs to the Father is mine, Jesus is saying. That's why I said the Spirit will receive from me what He will make known to you. Now notice what He says here. He says, He will guide you, He will speak, He will make known to you, and then again He will make known to you. He will show you things to come. Do we believe that, Passion Church? Do we really, truly, honestly believe that? Then you know what? You're going to make some time to spend time with the Holy Spirit. You're going to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. See, we need to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. And that takes practice because our natural body and our natural thinking and reasoning in most cases, is, is antithetical to the Holy Spirit. Now, it doesn't have to be, and we're going to look. Hopefully, we get far enough along today to look that we're going to see 
that if we'll learn to yield and to the Holy Spirit in fellowship with Him, that it will absolutely transform our soul. And you know what gives us the biggest problem? Our soul. That's our mind, our will, and our emotions. You know, we don't pray because we don't feel like praying. But what if you did feel like praying? Maybe we'll get there today. I hope so. The will of God for your life. So fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get it right now. Releases His work in our soul. If you're a Christian, there's nothing wrong with your spirit. Are you listening? The Bible says, if any person be in Christ, they are a brand new person, right? Old things are what? Passed away. That's just a a nice way of saying what? They're dead. You know, we talk about people passing away. They're dead, right? Old things are passed away. Behold, most things, a few things, nearly all things. No, it says all things become new. So the problem is not in my spirit. Not only that, but the Holy Spirit is making His home in my spirit. So my spirit and your spirit is doing quite well. The Bible says that though the outward man is decaying, the inward man is being renewed day by day. The life of God is in there. The Holy Spirit is in there. My spirit is doing quite well. Thank you very much. And so is yours if you're a believer. Amen? My spirit's not sick. Are you listening to me? My spirit's alive. My spirit is having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The problem is in our soulish realm. Isn't that right? Mm. You know, Cindy's got a, a little vegetable garden, raised vegetable garden in the backyard because she likes to do that. She likes to put her out there, and she's growing tomatoes and beans and this and that and the other. You know, and it's probably about, uh, oh, our small yard, maybe 60 feet, 70 feet from, from the house where there is a water faucet. Okay? Now, there's all kind of water available in that faucet. But if it doesn't get, water doesn't get from that faucet out to the vegetable garden, guess what will happen? It'll wither and die when it won't produce anything. See, the problem is, see, we've got the water in us. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit in us would be like what? Like a well of water springing up. In another place, He said it would be like rivers of living water. But somehow, it's got to get to this other part of us, which is the soulish part of man. So when I fellowship, it's kind of like when we hook up a garden hose to that faucet, and then we can what? We can take that water can be channeled to the vegetable garden where it can receive the life-giving water. Paul said this, he said, if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in you, meaning in your spirit, he said that has the ability to what? To quicken or make alive your mortal outward body. 
or what we call healing or divine health. Well, not only can it affect your body, it, it's meant to affect your soul. And the blockage is in the soul. Isn't that right? Because the Holy Spirit is speaking all the time. He's revealing all the time. He's guiding all the time. The problem is, is what? Our hose is disconnected. <laughs> We're the vegetable garden out there. And we read last week, remember what he said? He said, every a branch that does not continue or abide in me, he said, what's going to happen? It's going to wither in. But if you stay connected, then what? There's going to be life. See, a lot of Christians, what happens is there's life in our spirit, but our soulish man is not receiving too much benefit. And so we're, we're, we're like where Paul wrote in, in Romans 7, the things that I would, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. And what happens is our soulish man, whether we want to admit it or not, has a great deal to do with our daily life and living. And that's where we need the water on our vegetable garden, so to speak. So when we talk about fellowshipping, we're talking about this. Turn over to Ephesians 3. Now, follow me real closely in this. I know, you know, we're getting a little deep, but it don't hurt to get a little deep once in a while. Amen? I usually try to keep it as simple as I can, and I'm going to try to do that with this too. But I want you to get something because I think this is important. As a matter of fact, I, be, I know this is important. Because until our soul is renewed, we are not going to see the release and the flow of the Holy Spirit to the degree that God intended in our whole life and in our circumstances because what? It's got to come through us. Just like that water has got to pass through that hose to get to where it's needed to produce fruit, the life of the Holy Spirit in our spirit has got to get what? Pass through and get to our soul or I won't have any peace, I won't have any joy, I won't have any victory, even though I'm a child of God and all things are mine and I'm going to heaven. And we're all glad about that for you. For this reason, verse 14, 314, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with the Lord's holy people to, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, I read that for years thinking that this was talking about the spirit of man. But it can't be talking about the spirit of man because we've already agreed from Scripture that the spirit of man is made brand new. If it's brand new, what's got to be added? Nothing. The Holy Spirit's dwelling in my spirit. If He's dwelling in there, the Bible says that Jesus Christ in Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead. So if the Spirit of Christ is in me, I have the fullness of God in my spirit. Now, we're going to get just a little deep here, so just follow me, okay? He talks about the eyes of our understanding, the inner man, 
And also here, he talks about the heart. Now that word heart is from the Greek word cardia, K-A-R-D-I-A. And we get our word cardiac, dealing with matters of the heart, the physical heart. But here he's talking about cardia, which means the mind, the will, and the emotions. He's not talking about the spirit here. He's talking about the mind, the will, and the emotions, cardia. You can look it up for yourself later. He's talking about the imagination, the mind. Our emotions, this has to do with what? The soul part of man. So what Paul is, is, is praying for here, he says, I'm praying that out of the, his glorious riches, Christ in me, in my spirit, that's the glorious riches, isn't it? That he may strengthen you with power in the inner or cardia soulish being. Notice, so that Christ may dwell in your cardia, your mind, your will, and your emotions through faith. Boy, it's awful quiet in here. And I pray that you being rooted and established with the Lord's holy people. Where do we need to be rooted and established? Not in my spirit. My spirit is doing fine. It's my soul that's up and down and in and out and faith and discouraged and happy and sad and discouraged and blah, blah, blah. Come on. That's where we're tossed to and fro is in the soulish part. Nothing wrong with my spirit. And he's praying here that what's in your spirit by the Holy Spirit will begin to flow out and affect your soulish cardia man, your mind, your will, and emotions so that what? You become established. Amen. We call it growing up. But we, we thought growing up means just in my spirit. But it's much more than that. Didn't he say over there in Romans 12 that we become transformed by the renewing of our... Well, we know he's not talking about the spirit of man being renewed there because we're referring to the mind. That has to do with the soulish part of us, doesn't it? And we know that the renewing of the mind also has a direct effect on our will and on our emotions because they're all interconnected, aren't they? So the inner man here is referring to the mind, the thoughts, and the feelings. It's a renewing of the mind. Look over, you know this probably, and we could could quote it, but look over there. I want you to read it. Psalm 23. Very, very well-known scripture. Psalm 23, verse 3. He renews my soul. He guides me along paths for His namesake. Who is the He? For, For us, it's the Holy Spirit. He renews he restores, one, one trap word could be he restores, the word restores means to make like new again. He restores my soul. Wow. This word here that's translated uh, refresh, restore, renew, depending on your translation, the word there, it means to return to a starting point. Return to a starting point. Now, you say, I thought we were talking about fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. I am, but I'm giving you incentive here. 
why, because the question was, why is it important that we fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Because we will not get our mind and our soul restored and renewed without the help of the Holy Spirit. And I don't mean just in a religious, you know, non-real way. Oh, yes, well, the Holy Spirit's working in me. Well, how do you know He is? When's the last time He talked to you? What's the last word He gave you? Uh, What's the last time He he led you in a certain direction? What's the last time He told you something that you didn't know uh, concerning God's will for His life? You know, I I keep uh, a, a running account of my time with the Holy Spirit. What he shows me, I, I keep it. I have, I have a folder in my computer. I put it right there with the date and with the time. What he said, what he said about the church, what he said about you, what he said about direction, what he said about this year. What he... And I would encourage you, you need to do the same thing. You need to have a now word. See, some people have a yesterday word. But what's God saying to you today? What's God saying to you about 2018? Thank God for all He's done for you. Be grateful for what He's done, but what is He saying right now? What if He wants to do something different? What if He don't want your life to be on autopilot? And that every year was just like last year. Maybe there's some changes ahead. Maybe He wants to show you. I found out it's a whole lot easier to go through change when God, you know, when I'm in on it up front than I am when it just blindsides me and I'm trying to second guess. Well, is this God, the devil, or what's going on here? Thank you for your enthusiasm. It means to return to a starting point. I, I like this one. It means to fetch home again. Now, you young people don't know what fetch. It means to go and get something. To fetch, go get. You know, we used to tell our dog, you know, we'd throw something and say the dog would go fetch it. What did he do? He would go and get it and bring it back home again, wouldn't he? That's what he's talking about here, this renewing. What does the Holy Spirit do? As we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, what does he do? He goes and fetches the wisdom that you need, and he brings it back home again. He goes and fetches the healing that you need, and he brings it back home again. And as he does this, it is what? It is restoring my soul. Do you know that when a person dies, that not only their spirit goes to heaven, their soul also goes to heaven. Are you listening? Your spirit and your soul, they go to heaven. People in heaven are thinking. People in heaven are experiencing joy. People in heaven are experiencing peace. People in heaven are in the know about some things that we're not in the know about. At some of those things, we could be in the know about. But we're not, what, developing that relationship through fellowship with the Holy Spirit so we're in the dark more than we need to be. The Holy Spirit wants to go fetch some things home for you. Didn't Jesus say, all that belongs to the Father belongs to me? He said, those are the things He's going to show you. Those are the things He's going to reveal to you. The blockage of the Spirit's flow is always in our soul. Are you listening? 
This is why people in heaven, they're experiencing God in, as he really is. You know why? Because now the soul is not blocking anything. The physical body is not blocking anything. And we need to learn by fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, we learn how to yield our soul as well as our spirit to the Holy Spirit. Because until we learn that, he's going to be stymied most of the time. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So, oh, I don't know about this, Pastor. This is kind of deep. Well, it don't hurt to get out ankle deep every once in a while. The fruit of the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I would like to stay on this, but I've got to move along. What is some of the fruit of, of, of fellowshipping, our, not only our spirit, but our soul, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit? What is some of the benefit? What's some of the fruit of it? Now, we know about the fruit of the Spirit. We talked about that. You know, love, joy. We talk about that, and that's wonderful, and we need that too. But you know what? If we will fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and we begin to have the Holy Spirit to return us to the starting point, and we begin to get a full renewal, both by the Word and by the action of the Holy Spirit, here's some of the fruit that's going to come out. First thing is wisdom to fill our mind. You know, if Jesus is living in you, you know He's got all the wisdom you need. But it goes back to my little illustration about the water faucet and the vegetable garden. There's a gap in between. Between my spirit and my head and my emotions and my will, there is a gap. And until something rises up from my spirit to up here, my mind's not yet renewed. I'll give you a natural example. You know that there are pharmacists that get hooked on drugs. Well, here's the thing. Man, they know all about drugs, don't they? That, that, they trained in that. They know exactly what the repercussions are. They know exactly what will happen. They know if you mix this with that. They know what, what is addictive and what's not. And what yet. And see, there are a lot of Christians. We can know, well, the Scriptures say this, and the Scriptures say that, and the Scriptures say the other, and that's good, but yet they're still bound. There's got to be more to it than just that. That's important. Don't misunderstand me. But there's, we need the Holy Spirit with the Word. So as we fellowship, He's going to fill our mind with wisdom, discernment, insight, <clears throat> and revelation. And really, in, Reve- in, in Ephesians 1, that's what Paul was praying for. Where do I need to know God's will in order to do God's will? It's, it's in here, but it's got to be up here too, it, right? Because <clears throat> if I don't know it up here, how can I do it? This is really the, what I'm talking about. It's very practical. He wants to fill our minds. This is one of the fruit. First fruit is wisdom. Anybody need wisdom? Boy, I do. I want wisdom. And see, as I, I fellowship with the Holy Spirit, as I, I spend time with the Holy Spirit, as I learn to yield not only my spirit, but to yield my, my mind and my emotions, and, and, and I yield that to the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden something rises up out of my spirit by the Holy Spirit and brings illumination to my mind. Now, all of a sudden, I know what to do. I've got wisdom. I can act. I can do. Power to flow, to heal and exercise authority. Over all the power of the enemy. Power to flow. 
power to flow. I'm fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm learning to yield my mind. See, here's the thing. When the Holy Spirit wants to move at times in our lives, our brain either agrees or disagrees. See, I dare say, even when we come in here and we worship, that there are times when the Holy Spirit is wanting to use some people and move in a certain way, but we only got half of it. We sense something in our spirit, but up here keeps blocking it. Well, I don't know. It might not be God. That's probably not God. That's probably just me. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to make, I don't want to look foolish. I don't I don't know. And it could be in our individual life. It could be in blessing the body of Christ, whatever it is. You've got to get, this thing here has got to get lined up to a certain degree or nothing's going to happen. And see, God says, you know, he says, I want you to lay hands on the sick. They will recover. Yeah, but I know that's just for Pastor Norris. That's just for Brother Copeland or Brother Savelle or whoever. You know, that's just, that's, that's for those people. I mean, you know. But if you begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you begin to hang out with Him. You know what He's going to do? He's going to give you illumination. He's going to give you understanding. And you know what He's going to do? He's going to help you renew your mind so that it comes into agreement with the Spirit. When the Spirit is wanting to do something, then rather than your mind blocking it, your mind says, that's the Holy Spirit. That's wisdom from God. That's the direction I need to go. That's the answer to my problem. Instead of calling up the pastor and saying, Pastor, could you hear from God for me? Come on. See, we, we do that too often in the church. I don't want I want to make you dependent on Jesus, not dependent on Norris. Because if you're dependent on me, God help you. Because I'm, I'm, I'm depending on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen? And see, here's the thing. For a while, God may do that if you're a new believer. But at some point, any, got any parents in here? I mean, you know, it's one thing if you make a decision for your kid at 10. But if he's 35, you don't want a kid still making those decisions for him. Let me go in there and pick out your clothes for you. We wouldn't, I wouldn't think something's wrong with the kid. I'd make, think something's wrong with the parent, wouldn't you? Huh? What in the world did you do to that kid? What's he going to do when you're gone? See, God doesn't want to make you dependent on the pastor. He wants you dependent on him, on the Holy Spirit, to have your own relationship. And that only comes if you spend time fellowshipping with him. Power, and then finally, the formation of godly desires in our soulish man. This is the third area of fruit. Didn't he say in Philippians 2, 13, For it is God who is at work within you, both to will. What, where's the will located? In the soul. Both to will and to do His good pleasure. God wants to build godly desires. What trips you up sometimes? It's what? It's wrong desires, carnal desires, natural desires. That's what trips you up. Your spirit's not tripping you up. 
Your spirit's got the life of God. He's got the Holy Spirit in there. So as we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, what's he going to do? He's going to begin to transform what my desires so that what they begin to line up with the Spirit. All of a sudden, I want to live godly. I want to do the right thing. Not because I'm afraid, you know, God's going to reach down, you know, with a heavenly baseball bat, knock me in the head. It's, it's, it's not only in my spirit now. My mind and my emotions and my will are beginning to line up with it. I love to pray. I love to fellowship with God. I love to read the Scriptures. I love to come and worship. All of a sudden, godly desires begin to be. See, this is the renewing of the soul. Real quickly, how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Turn over to Isaiah real quickly. Again, I know this is a a scripture we all know, but it won't hurt to read it again. Isaiah 40, verse 31. You could probably quote it. But those who wait on the Lord, my translation says those who hope in the Lord, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Did you know it can't be talking about the inner man because we already quoted the scripture where Paul said the inner man's being renewed day by day. He's being renewed because of the life of God there in the Holy Spirit. You don't have to, you don't have to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure my spirit man's renewed today. No, the, God's taking care of that. So he says here, he says, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Where do I need my strength renewed at? In the soulish part of my being. Isn't that right? My mind, my will, and my emotions. That's what I need renewed. When you're discouraged, you're not discouraged in your spirit. You're discouraged in your soul. Because your mind begins to think a certain way. And all of a sudden, your emotions begin to agree with it. And the next thing you know, your body's right in there with it because it don't want to get out of bed. Some of you, y'all holy people, don't know anything about it, but talk to some of us who've been there. <clears throat> Those who wait on the Lord. Now, this word translated hope or wait, it literally means to bind together like when a rope is twisted. You know, when you buy a rope and it's got like, uh, it usually has about three different cords and they're all twisted together, aren't they? And when they're twisted together like that, the strength, is increased geometrically. And so he's saying when you wait on the Lord, when we're fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, he said what's going to happen is there's going to come such a, a joining of the Holy Spirit and our spirit and our soul together that we become like a twisted together a threefold cord which is not easily broken. Gain you strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Not cluck like chickens in the barnyard. They will run and not grow weary. Woo, give me some of that. They will walk and not be faint. Real quickly. I'm going to close here with this. How to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> this one, first one's kind of threefold. Worship. Thanksgiving. With music and singing. Ephesians 5, why do we come in, why do we begin our service with worship time? Because 
we want to connect with the Holy Spirit. I don't want you just connecting with me as pastor. I want you connecting with God who is alive. God who can minister to you. God who can, who can give you wisdom. God who can give you insight. God who can touch your body. God who can make a difference in you. That's who we want to connect to. And worship is the first and primary way that we connect to the Holy Spirit in fellowship. That's why when we come in here and we worship, don't sit out there like a bump on a log. Man, I wish they'd hurry up and get through this and we could get on to... You know, some people, you know, they only come with one thing in mind, getting through. Well, if you're in such a hurry to get through, here's a shortcut. Just don't come. You're already through. But we come, what, to, to not only to, to hear the word taught and preached, that's important. Not only to pray, that's important and give. But we want to connect to the Holy Spirit. And worship is one of those ways we do it. But you need to have a personal, private times of worship with the Holy Spirit. Man, you just get there and you get in the presence of the Holy Spirit. But whatever, I don't care, whatever floats your boat, whatever style of worship music floats your boat, whether it's hymns, whether it's, it's gospel country, whether it's Dixie gospel, I, I don't care. It don't matter to God. Just what, whatever helps you to take that step into the presence of the Holy Spirit. Worship. Notice what he says here. Ephesians 5, real quickly. Let me get there. Ephesians 5 and about, uh, about verse, let's see where we want to go here. About verse uh, 19. Notice what he says here. Well, we'll back up to 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the, will, the Lord's will is. What's he saying to the believers? Don't be foolish. You, you ever done something foolish? Oh, Lord, mercy. We don't want to go there, do we? I don't. But he said the only way you can do that is to understand what the, 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 the Lord's will is. Now, he's going to give us a clue. How do we discover what the Lord's will is? It's not to get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. But here's how we discover the, the will of the Lord. Be filled with the Spirit. How? Speaking. To one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your, from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father in everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, here's how you're going to know the will of the Father is as you get into the presence of the Holy Spirit through worship. Not just on Sunday morning. Listen, I promise you this. If we all individually will practice this in our personal relationship and fellowship with the Holy Spirit during the week, when we come in here on Sunday mornings, holy cow, hold on to the reins because we're going to go somewhere in the Spirit. Amen? You know, too often worship is kind of like, you know, some people that were, you know, in a seven-passenger SUV on the way going somewhere, and they ran out of gas. And one person got out to push, and six stayed in it. Where's Brother Andre? He's out there pushing. Where's everybody else? Well, we're just waiting for Brother Andre to push this thing and get it going. And, you know... 
by the help of God, he might, might be able to get it going. But by the time he finally gets a few out of the bus to help push, it's time to stop. But see, if we'd practice that, we come as worshipers. I mean, they'd hit that first chord, Brother Andre. Man, you guys hit that first chord and we gone. You know what I mean by that? I mean, we're in the Spirit. That's where things happen. That's where God speaks. That's where God lives. That's where God's wisdom, God's power, God's godly desires are birthed in us. Well, preach a little bit. Then reading and meditating the Scriptures. We know this, don't we? You meditate on the Word. Meditate just means to speak or to mutter or to turn it over in your mind. See, this is part, I'm talking about how to worship. How do we fellowship with the Holy Spirit? We begin by worship, but then we take the Word and we just begin to, to, to mutter it and turn it over and speak it over and, and mutter it and speak it and speak it. And you know, as you do that, what's going to happen is the Holy Spirit will begin to, all of a sudden, He will project illumination to your mind, wisdom. Ah, what if, what if, what if we did that? What if I did that? What if I prayed this way? What if I did this in that relationship rather than that? See, that's why I always keep a pad and a pen or pencil handy. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks, remember years ago, anybody remember those old E.F. Hutton commercials? Used to years ago, you know, there'd be a whole room full of people and noise and people are doing this, that, and the other. And, you know, people are talking and then this guy said, well, my broker is E.F. Hutton. And E.F. Hutton says, and everybody stops and goes. (laughs) Well, when the Holy Spirit speaks, that's the way we ought to be. The Holy Spirit speaks and we go. I'm going to write that down. Otherwise, it'll get away from you. Praying in the Spirit. For those of us who, who have experienced what we call the, the fullness or baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we have that spirit language, the Bible says this in Jude 20. It says, Beloved, building up yourselves. Well, what needs to be built up? Not only our spirit, but what? The soul needs to be built up too. You say, well, yeah, but Paul said, my mind doesn't understand. No, it doesn't. But he he doesn't stop there. He said, if you'll pray in the Spirit, he said, you can ask for what? Pray for what? The interpretation. Then, bingo. That I, my soul gets the same thing my spirit got. You can read over there, 1 Corinthians 14, too. He said, he said, he that, Praise in, uh, in the spirit in an unknown tongue. He speaks unto God. He speaks divine mysteries. And he said, but let him that prays this way pray that he may what? Interpret. Renewing of the mind. See, you know, we need our mind renewed about how to handle our problems. How to handle a relationship. How to solve our marriage problem. How to deal with that, that boss at work. Ooh. All right. Finally, the last thing. And not the least important is after we do these things is listen. Now you can see right away this is going to require some time. Regular time. Man, I'm, you know, 
I made a decision. I'm going to get in shape. And every 30 to 45 days, I'm going to go down to that gym. <laughs> Won't be long, I'm going to look like the Schwarzenegger. I'm, man, I'm going to look like the rock. I'm going to be. You're like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> it ain't going to happen, is it? And see, we, we, we make some fill-in time for the Holy Spirit every 20 days or, or when we feel like it or this and that. And then we wonder why we haven't developed. Real quickly, some action points, just some questions to make you ponder. Then we're going to pray and let you go. Do you have a vibrant fellowship with the Holy Spirit? You need to answer that honestly between you and God. Are you hearing His voice regularly? If not, what do you need to do differently? Those are questions for you to ask and be honest with yourself between you and God. You are the dwelling place of God. The Holy Spirit, if you're a believer, lives in you. And if you're not a believer, God invites you to allow Him to come and live in you. A relationship. A relationship with God. And it's not God way off somewhere and you're down here, you know, uh, trying to keep the Ten Commandments. Actually, in the New Testament, we only got two commandments. To love God with all our heart, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor or others as ourselves. And he says, if you, if you walk in the royal law of love, he said, all the other, you keep all the others. Because if I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. <laughs> Isn't that right? If I love you, I'm not going to lie about you. Amen. Love is a fulfillment. If you're here this morning, you've never, never come into a relationship with God by putting your faith in Jesus. The Bible says, if we will put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, believing that He is the Son of God, that He came, He lived a sinless, perfect life. He went to a place called Calvary. And He went there because God is not only benevolent and loving and gracious, but He is also a God of holiness, righteousness, and judgment. And God wanted to do something for us, but He couldn't do it without violating his justice. So he came up with a plan. He said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send, Jesus is going to go and take upon himself flesh. And he is going to become the substitute for everyone else so that I can satisfy my justice, my righteousness, and my holiness by punishing him instead of them. Amen. And so Jesus, the Bible says, He bore our sins and our, the judgment and the punishment that should have come on us. And now, if we will put our faith in Him and what He did, God will start a brand new relationship with us. Would you bow your heads just for a moment? If you're here this morning, you've never entered in to this brand new life, this, this 
reality of Jesus living in you by the Holy Spirit. A relationship with God that's real, that's alive, that's vital. Where God makes His home in you. But you'd like to. and You'd like to put faith in Jesus. I want to just pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything or say anything. But I want to know who I'm praying for. If that's you and you're saying, Pastor Norris, today, I want that kind of relationship. I, I can go for that. I can go for that. Having a relationship with the living God. Anyone here, I'm looking for a hand anywhere. Don't see any, don't see any, don't see any. Amen, amen. Well, Father, I do pray this, that, Lord, that we will purpose, the people here of Passion Church will purpose to grow in our fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ Jesus, who is resident within us. Father, I thank you. You said if we would draw near to you, you would draw near to us. God, the reality, the reality of God living in us, speaking to us, guiding us day by day. I pray that it will grow in each of us. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.